Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. Wherever you're listening to us, we're glad you're listening. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. You know, I think I say that a lot of times, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Well, we're, speaking of that, where do you like to listen to podcasts? I almost said me, like there's anybody else here for you to talk to. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I like to listen to podcasts and sports talk, especially during uh-huh. football season. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Braves baseball, I listen to sports talk there, uh, football season especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to listen to podcasts and all that in the car mm-hmm. when I'm driving. Used to, I had a 30-minute commute. 35, 40 minute commute to work every morning. Now it's like a two minute, a it's minute a, and a half down the hill. A minute and a half walk down the hill. Um, but uh, uh, if I ever get to cut the grass, if my <laughs> wife would let me, Sorry. that sounds funny, but uh, we have a zero turn, so it's fun. Um, so there I do. If I'm going on a long drive anywhere, uh, typically, I mean, in the car, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably, that's probably yeah. the only place. I like. When I'm How doing housework or when I'm doing yard work, I like to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Kind of helps pass the time. When you're soaking in the tub every night, Bonnie's <laughs> a, a tub person. Yep. And uh, you listen to them then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have been known to put them, uh, put my phone on the little ledge in the shower. In the shower, yeah. And uh, listen if to If it's them. a long shower. <laughs> it echoes really good in there. So the uh, sound It's kind of like good. singing in the shower. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Well, uh, here on the podcast, the Marriage Adventure Podcast, which are which was rated number one in the nation of marriage podcasts, what by our moms? <laughs> and uh, I, so, like, I missed that memo. So it was like by our moms. Your face, that was awesome. I know. <laughs> um, I like, they I did. Didn't. They love it. Um, we talk about topics that. Re- <laughs> I can't get over that. That was really good. (laughs) Then hold on to that one. Uh, We talk about a lot of topics uh, in relation to marriage. And and we all understand that uh, we've talked about before that codependence in a relationship isn't isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, interdependence in a marriage is a wonderful thing, but codependence is not. Mm-hmm. And codependence is kind of one of those words that we throw around a lot. And we, you know, but what exactly is codependence? If, you know, just, just for definition's sake, it, it usually involves controlling or manipulative, 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 manipulative behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from a fear of abandonment or lack of self, you know, self-worth um, lack of boundaries, healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can have one person that's codependent yeah. uh, or you can have two people that are codependent. You tend to think that codependent means that they both are, but that's not necessarily true. It's because mm-hmm. one of you can be doing your thing, but you really don't. And then the other one doesn't know who they are apart from that person. Yeah. So yeah. It's a lot like um, uh, tick on a dog. <laughs> it just kind of sucks yeah. life out of it uh-huh. for its own its own benefit. It doesn't offer benefit back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very life-sucking. Uh, mm-hmm. Codependence, it robs uh, one or both spouses of that mm-hmm. freedom. But codependence isn't what we want to talk about no, today. No, no, no. What we really want to talk about is what it robs you of, it, freedom mm-hmm. in a relationship. So what is freedom in a relationship? 
Well, it means that we still get to be ourselves. It, it means that we've got the space and, and enough independence. I mean, not that we're always apart, but it just means that we've got enough in, independence to be able to pursue our own interests and, mm-hmm. and passions and goals that we can actually have a, you know, something that we're interested in outside of the relationship um, and, you know, fe- without feeling stifled or controlled by our spouse in that and you can maintain that you're married yeah but you can maintain a sense of individuality yes and that is a lot of that interdependence we were talking about Mm -hmm. that uh that i'm still myself and you are yourself Mm -hmm. but because you're yourself and because i'm myself then that breathes life into the relationship Mm -hmm. and i am better because of you and you're better because of me yes um, and it's not controlling the other person to be something no. that we expect them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of freedom in that when you're allowed to be who you are. Yeah, you can maintain your individuality and still be committed to building that solid, strong, loving connection mm-hmm. with your spouse. Oh yeah, uh, in your marriage relationship. Um, yeah. Well, one so. thing that happens in relationships that are controlling or kind of that codependence that is unhealthy um, or simply an unhealthy relationship is that a spouse can lose their voice. Mm. Um, and that's that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So a little different take on this. Uh, Bonnie and I are Gen X. Could, the kids are Gen Z. So this is Do You Know Your Gen Z Pop Culture? Yeah. Okay, the average Gen Z got their first smartphone just before what birthday? Just before their 11th, 11th. birthday. 12th. 12th birthday. Yes. Okay. okay, all right, that's close. Mm-hmm. Not right. that we do that. But. Who, what famous actor was in The Greatest Showman and Spider-Man No Way Home? Here, there's a couple options on this one. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson, no. Millie Bobby Brown, Zendaya, or McKenna Zendaya. Grace. Zendaya. Yes. Yes. Generation Generation Z makes up what percentage of the U.S. population? Twenty twenty-two. Whoa! Give them some. Give them some. Forty-five percent. Nope. Twelve percent. Twenty-seven percent or thirty-three percent. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Wow, that's a lot. I was going to go with twelve actually. Who became the world's youngest billionaire in two thousand eighteen? Oh, it was like this little YouTuber kid. Okay. No. Give us three. I I got got it. Totally wrong. I got some options. All right, let's go. Um, Elon Musk, Kylie Jenner, Billie Eilish, or Zendaya? Elon Musk. Why Zendaya? No. What? Who was Kylie Kylie Jenner? Jenner. Oh, okay, okay. Who had the lead role on Disney television program? Bizarre Vark. Bizarre Vark. Machine Gun Kelly, Olivia Rodrigo, Polo G, Lil Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just those names. I I know. (laughs) Like, like, did your mom hate you? (laughs) I don't know. Who was it? Lil Baby. Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) That's what I was going to guess. Okay. Okay, sure. All right. What is a chat, chat app with popular gamers? Discord, chat, GPT, instant messenger, or true visibility? True visibility. Discord. Discord. <laughs> totally I don't even got know. that wrong. <laughs> One more. 86% of Gen Z adults have somewhat or very favorable opinion of what? 
U.S. government, Nike, YouTube, Microsoft. What percentage? 86% of Gen Z adults. Has a favorable? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that. I didn't even know there was uh, Gen Z adults. Why does that always make me feel so old? Well, because we are, <laughs> because we're old parents. We are. It's we are not. We're not really like close in the generation. There's a big gap between our kids and I mean, and us. Listen, our mantra is raise our kids like it's the '80s, <laughs> right? We're trying. Don't, don't wear it's helmets tough. when you're riding the bike. Who cares, right? Right, right. <laughs> oh. Well, today on the podcast, uh, something that crosses all generational boundaries is uh, having independence in your relationship meaning being able to be yourself being Mm -hmm. free to be me and to do that we have to be able to live in our voice and that's really what we want to focus in on today Mm -hmm. is living in our voice and so what does that mean when we say that it doesn't mean um that you simply need to voice your opinion Mm -hmm. or express you know that that that's in there that's in the cake batter um, but what are, what are we talking about today? Pardon. So our voice is is kind of it's to be understood. It's kind of synonymous synonymous. Easy for me to say mm-hmm. with how we express ourselves, and it's kind of our personality and our giftedness and our passions and our given situation. It's it's kind of what makes us us, and how mm-hmm. it's it's how you experience me as a person. It's how I mm-hmm. express myself um, and communicate my personality and. Uh, you know, it's how you communicate your personality and how you represent yourself. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's kind of all, you know, a lot of, it's all that rolled into one. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout the years, I've taken a lot of personality tests, strength finder tests. Mm-hmm. If you work in, in uh, corporate America or a church or wherever you are, you probably, if you're on a team of some sort, you've probably taken one of these. Um, I know you, you had to take some in college for a college oh, yeah. class. Um but uh, one thing that really helped me understand this concept of your voice um, is an assessment. It's, it comes from an assessment that I took last fall, um, and it's called the Vi- Five Voices Assessment. Now, this isn't a uh, promotion or commercial for that, but I just want to use this as an example. Um, and it's really good. It's not the gospel, right? As yeah. we'll talk about in a little bit, God gives our voices and, and us our voice and creates us uniquely us and our personality. But this assessment, it, different than a personality assessment or strength finder, it helped kind of hone in and define at a critical place in my life when I was really praying, God, what are you doing, mm-hmm. you know, on the farm there and this marriage ministry and what are you doing with me working at the church? God used this assessment to really kind of reveal and confirm some things yeah. uh, at that point in my life. And um so, uh, so anyway, you can go, it's called the five voices assessment. And if you're interested in it, you can go to giant.tv and you can sign up and uh, take the assessment there. I can't remember if it costs or if it's free, uh, if it costs. I think it, they had a, a free assessment free on there. Version. Yeah. Cause I took it too. Uh, so with the five voices. And you know, I wasn't going to pay for it. <laughs> that's true. If you took it, then it was free. Right. Um, with the five voices assessment, uh, they identify whoever this giant is, <laughs> the giant man, yeah. uh, giant.tv. They identified five different voices that we express our personality, our leadership style, our passions, our giftedness in. 
Mm-hmm. And it may be that as I, um, <clears throat> my voice is cracked. It may be that as I call out these different voices, yeah, you, if you're listening, you might, you might be able to identify right off the bat mm-hmm. who you are. Um, so there's a guardian. Yeah. You're, the, the five voices are guardian, connector, nurturer, creative, and pioneer. Yeah. And uh, so I'll just kind of briefly explain those five that they pointed out. Um, guardian, that's the person that um, they basically are the keeper of the rules. Yeah. They're going to keep up with like, all right, we're not going to overspend here. We're not yep. going to, yeah. We're going to cross the T. We're going to dot the I. Mm-hmm. They might be known as the wet blanket to some of the other voices. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. we can't do that because this. So mm-hmm. that's the guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's the connector. Yep. The connector, if you're familiar with DISC, it's the high eye, the real extrovert. Usually, it's the person that's like, hey, if you met this guy, you... Y'all would get along, or or this guy's in this business, and y'all need to make this connection, and Mm -hmm. they're constantly connecting people. Mm -hmm. Very, usually very outgoing, and and all that, life of the party. Um, Then there's the nurturer. Mm-hmm. And the nurturer is one that's that's kind of always looking out for to make sure things are taken care of, mm-hmm. and they're tending, and they're um, looking out for people's hearts, and they're wanting everybody to be happy, and mm-hmm. just making sure that everybody's taken care of. So, out of these five, the nurturer is the quietest voice, and usually gets uh, overlooked or un- it doesn't get heard. Mm. Um, they usually don't like conflict either. Okay. Um, so guardian, connector, nurturer, and then next you have creative. Yeah. Um, we all know what creative people are. Uh, they see things that aren't there in a way that other people don't see them. Would you say they're the dreamer? They're the dreamer. Mm-hmm. Their voice uh, is usually, it's there, it's, it can be heard, but people don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the plight of the creative. Um, and then the last one is pioneer. So mm-hmm. guardian, connector. Nurturer, creative, and pioneer. And pioneer is someone who just kind of is they a see trailblazer. what's not there. They're the trailblazer. There's the vi- they're the vision person. They're the hey, this this can be done. This needs to be done. Let's go in this direction. Yeehaw, let's go. Yeah. What's the and difference between they, the creative and the pioneer? Um, so the pioneer is a vision person. Uh-huh. The creative is, and I know you're not supposed to use the word in the definition, but they create things in a way that. Um, most people don't understand or most people don't see, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, artistic kind okay. of people. Not artistic. Um, pioneers don't have to be artistic. Um, pioneer, their voice is usually the loudest voice, and it probably peaks out in the red on the decibel meter mm-hmm. because they're so passionate, they're so convicted, this is where we got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the problem is, is that voice drowns out a lot of the other voices gotcha. because they know this is... They, they do it with conviction. Well, and I'm sure there are a lot of other, these are just five things, but but helping identify your voice or who you are and, and what resonates with you and how you feel like you're heard and how you make an imprint on life and the people around mm-hmm. you, these are just, these were some that... That assessment good. just helped define for me what my voice was and what mm-hmm. that concept is, different mm-hmm. from personality or strength finders. And... Um, and it really revealed a lot for me, and it set us up for something we're going to explain, tell about our personal story in a minute, yeah. uh, something that God took us into a few months later after I took this assessment. So help, hopefully that'll help you understand what we say when we're talking about your voice. Yeah. Um, yep. So why is it 
so important, Bon, that we live, are able to live in our voice uh, within the marriage relationship. I think if we're not allowed the freedom to be ourselves and to be who God's called us to be as a person and express ourselves in a way that feels natural to us, there is so much frustration. It's that um, not being able to, it's kind of like imagine being gagged all the time where you can't, meaning you can't talk, you can't communicate, you're just. It's a Helen Keller type. It's, situation you have no ability you feel completely out of control yeah to express um, yourself mm-hmm. and then and then you're then you become there's a good chance if you're living in that where you feel like it's suppressed there's a chance that you're going to become very resentful of your spouse and mm-hmm. um if you're not allowed to to live out who you are and there's mm-hmm. a lot of resentment that can come from that and Especially if you're one of those voices, like we said, with the uh, nurturer, mm-hmm. that's a quieter voice. Mm-hmm. Um, if that voice is suppressed and suppressed, it can send those people into a depression mm-hmm. or it can send those people into a place that's just really not healthy for them. Um, also, the the marriage misses out. Yeah. Um, because, well, now, I mean, God puts you together yeah uniquely as a couple um to bring partnership and what we said earlier this interdependence together and uh and so you're wanting to say well i'll say if we've if you've ever taken any personality test you and your spouse have ever taken them and you lay them side by side there is a great chance that your personalities in so many different areas are going to be very different yeah um because i know like we do the scope personality with some assessment we do which is like five different things that it ranges on and and we're very different in almost every area we and, are. and most couples when you put those personalities side by side you're going to find, you might find a couple of things you're similar in, but for the most part, you're going to, most, we say, if, you, if you're just alike, there's no need for one of you. That's right. And a lot of the conflict you find in marriage is when you have one spouse trying to make the other person be like them. Yeah. But God put us together because for that interdependence so mm-hmm. that we can both express our voices in a way that, um, that that's good for each other and that the you know we encourage each other in different ways and and where you're weak I'm strong and vice versa Mm -hmm. it it, back to the dangers of it is if you have one that uh is stifled it it tends to be because maybe the other person is controlling Mm. or maybe they're not realizing they're controlling they're not evil but they're they're bulldozing or they're steamrolling Mm -hmm. and they may not realize that it's kind of like the person with the pioneer voice mm-hmm. man i know this is best for all of us this is the let's go and at the same time they don't realize they're leaving a wake of dead bodies behind them mm-hmm. their spouse mm-hmm. um, because they're trampling over their spouse's voice and their voice spouse's voice can't be heard um, a I- lot of those spouses real quick a lot of those spouses uh, that when they're suppressed when they find their voice mm-hmm. and they realize due to whatever internal combustion happens within them that makes them finally step up and use their voice, mm-hmm. they're typically done. Mm. They're typically, I'm, I'm out of here. I have found, it's like breathing air for the first time. I'm never getting back in that box again because yeah. I can breathe and I know what it's like to breathe. And well, they're usually out. 
Well, I'll say if you've got those two voices that are side by side, that are incredibly different, where one is being so, so let's take the pioneer, for example, and that's married to a nurturer and say the pioneer doesn't even realize, but it, a lot of times those two, the codependent issue happens because one is not assertive. So the other one is not meaning to bulldoze, but they're having to step up to make up for the fact that one is not speaking up. Mm-hmm. And so then it, and then the other one doesn't speak up because the, the pioneer is speaking up too much. It's and then the, cycle. it's a cycle. And, and this is our codependent. This is our story. Mm-hmm. So um, when we were married 18 years and maybe I, I, I can't remember somewhere in 110, 11 episodes, we've probably shared this, but after 18 years of marriage, we took uh, we became facilitators for this prepare and rich marriage assessment, mm-hmm. and um, and to become facilitators, you have to take the assessment. We took it and revealed this in our marriage. Um, well, we didn't get it at first. The next year, they came out with another product, and we took it again. Same results. Same exact results. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how, "What are you? How are you answering these? Do you feel this way?" And you said, actually, I do. And it sent us down a path to understand Mm -hmm. why. And what was happening was just this. It was a little dance we were in. (laughs) It was. My personality is that of a pioneer creative. And most people tend to have two. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could have three. You could have one. But mine uh, is I'm a pioneer creative. You are a flat-out nurturer. And you have some guardian in you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so only if the bears poke <laughs> mama bear, it's in there. And, and thank the Lord it's in there because my pioneer creative needs, mm-hmm. I need some, uh, some structure there, mm-hmm. some guardian, some guardrails, some governor mm-hmm. on it. And, um, what, but what was happening was because my pioneer voice was so loud and so driven, I can get things done, especially if it's a vision, especially if it's a launch, getting mm-hmm. ready to launch something. Um, but my personality hates conflict yeah. and is fine to just take the back seat. And I, I'm okay. Just tell me what needs to be done. We were in that and didn't realize that I was losing my voice. Mm-hmm. I had lost, I was starting to lose my voice and there was some resentment that was creeping in from that. Mm-hmm. And you did, you were not aware. I was not, neither yeah. of us were really aware of what the dynamic the codependent dynamic that was happening because I would lose myself in you to a point that I just would not speak up and I just went along with whatever because mm-hmm. I didn't, if I ever gave some pushback, then then you didn't you didn't know how to handle that. And so I just back off. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped speaking up. Yep. And so, yeah. And what began to happen f- probably for the next eight years was... I would stop. It, it, that pendulum swang to the swang. That's swung, that's swung past to, tense, right? Swung, swang. It swung. S- swung it. Swung. Swang it. It swung to the other <laughs> it side. Swung to the other side to where I feared giving my my input or my voice because you you realized because I didn't yeah. want to steamroll you. That's right. And and you stepped into your voice, mm-hmm. and so now this is still unhealthy. Right. Because I started feeling um, suppressed yep. in my voice because I didn't want to, you know, overextend. Yep. And uh, and so back last fall, we took this assessment. It really 
made some things make sense, mm-hmm. and especially in the the uh, vocation, you know, the thing, the ministry God was doing in our heart, I was really praying towards, but it, it also in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so then we went um, and did a reset, a uh, debrief with a ministry uh, up, up north, uh, similar to what we offer, and but we needed to sit under someone else. And um, and they began to talk about with us um, how we can help our spouse live in their voice. Because Which I wouldn't have understood at all had we not done that assessment in the no, fall. Uh-uh. And let me say this. In your marriage, your marriage is, is not going to be good if you're both not able to live in your voice and That's who right. you are. That's when you're going to be at your best. That's when you're going to be at your healthiest. Mm-hmm. And um, and so what we have to do is two things. We have we learned that I have to give you and you have to give me permissions to live in my voice and protections yeah. around my me being able to live in my voice. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? I, I, at the beginning of the year, it had caused such frustration. I was like, I just, there's parts of my personality I hate. Right. And, um, and that's because I didn't feel like I could live in my voice and you live in your voice at the same time. Yeah. That was our struggle. It was our struggle for me to be able to be One of us is going to, it's like, can we both be happy at the same time? I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Can I be a pioneer and you be a nurturer? Because mm-hmm. pioneer usually requires a lot of change, mm-hmm. and nurturers res- like to tend like the things that are already there. We like yes. to tend, keep things, um, maintain the things that are there. Yeah, which needs consistency. Yes, yes. And um, so, what does it mean to give our spouse permission? In ourselves, permission yeah. to live in our voice. Well, I think, first of all, this entire conversation requires a lot of humility and self-awareness it does. Um, going into this conversation. But um, I think from, for us to give permissions, um, I have to understand, first of all, that by me giving you permission to be you, that's not taken away from who I am. Mm-mm. I'm empowering you to be... I'm giving you the permission to be uniquely you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm giving you permission permission to walk on me. It's saying I want you to be your best you because when you're your best you, you're always looking out for my interests. Mm-hmm. You're when you're at your best and I'm at my best, it's a great partnership. But mm-hmm. when when you're not at your best, then there's conflict because you're not being you your yourself. Mm-hmm. And um it's not giving the person permission to be sinful or selfish. Um, it's just giving that person permission to express themselves in a godly, healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, to live out who you're designed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Bonnie, what were some permissions you needed from me to be able to live in your voice as a nurturer? Um, I think we figured out in this process that you know, there's certain things that breathe life into me. And I'd never really taken a lot of time to figure out hobbies and things like that because there's always a lot of push forward. You're giving to everybody else. Right. And so I had to find what are those things that I like tending and, and taking care of things. And But, 
you know, I can do that to the point that it's sucking life out of me. So I had to find things like I love gardening and that breathes life back into me and, and donkeys <laughs> and playing, you know, hanging out with the donkeys and taking care of them and all that, that breathes life into me. And so we talked about if we're going to travel or do certain things, there are certain months that we need to be here for me to be able to tend to the things that breathe life into me. And that makes me better for the times when we can go out. And now that the kids are homeschooled, that was something that you finding some space. Nurture. Mm-hmm. And but within that, you did you needed that space because they're home. I'm home. You're home. We're all home. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's giving you permission to say, okay, man, if you need the garden, if you need the donkeys, if you need to be able to like you're doing today, you're making bread. You're mm-hmm. right. You cook every night for our family. That's part of your nurture. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I enjoy it. Yes. Then I need to honor that. And I need to give you permission to do that. And mm-hmm. so one of the, you know, the one is, I, I love eating what you make out of the garden, but I don't like to get out there and right. work in it. But if you need me to till it up or you need me to help pull weeds, then that helps give you mm-hmm. that I am able to come alongside you and help create that for you. Um, but not just permission. I need to give you permission to live in your voice, to be uniquely who you are and not mm-hmm. take those things. But I also need to offer protection mm-hmm. for those things. So permissions and protections. Yeah. Well, and that's what we're talking about, protecting those months of saying, you know, we're going to we're gonna be here so that you can do these things. Yeah. So on my pioneer side with the ministry, we, we'll travel and we'll speak. And that was one thing you were fearful of is that we're going to be traveling so much that you're not going to be able to homestead here. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was one of the protections was you said, can we... Keep travel, not travel, from May to yeah, uh, like se- uh, September. Around, yeah, beginning of September. Uh, so the summer months, mm-hmm. late spring, summer months, early fall, those are the peak times you need to be home to tend the garden and, and, and all that kind of stuff in mm-hmm. the can and put away stuff. And, um, and I love that about you. I love mm-hmm. that you love that. That's a lost art. And so part of that, me giving you protection for that, was not traveling to those months. But also, you giving protection and permissions to me was you being open to traveling in those other months. Yeah. To say, you know, okay, yeah, in February, you know, March, in, in, the, in the fall, let's definitely travel in yeah. those months and go out for a couple of weeks and come back for, you know. And, uh, and so those are how those permissions and protections work. Another thing that um, to give you guys an example of how that works is, Bonnie, your time alone. Right, yeah. your quality time, but you love time by yourself <laughs> as well, and yeah. um, and so I try to protect. Uh, the kids aren't coming down to the garden with you anyway, so that I don't have to even protect. Um, but you drive forty five minutes every other week uh, to go get allergy shots and back, yeah. and uh, you go to Walmart. Right, those times yeah. like that are your times alone. Um, I help protect that by not letting the kids go with you. Yeah, because they'll sometimes say, hey, I want to go, I want to go. and They think you might drop into a store and get them something. (laughs) Right, right. And so you're like, nope, this is mama's uh, mama's only quiet time. We have to protect that for our spouse. Yes. And and the same goes with with back, you know, you help give Mm -hmm. permissions and protections for my personality. And we have to find that overlap that gives Mm -hmm. us common ground Mm -hmm. in those things. Yeah. And so uh, we can have the the both and there is a both and that we can have in that that we can, you know, you're allowed to push things forward 
and but you know I have to be able to say you know what I can't lift that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's like I want to help you with this how can I help you in other ways yeah I can't be the muscle in this yeah. um and, and it's not giving our permission our permission to our spouse to be sinful or be selfish or be lazy right. there might be periods you need to be lazy yeah because you are a hard worker um it's giving them permissions and protections to be express themselves in a godly healthy way that is uniquely them well and i think it's very important for us to recognize the fact that god has created us I mean, in, in in a perfect way, and even the things that might, unless it's fleshly, selfish things, the things that are unique about us, God's put that in us. He's put it in our spouse. Psalm 139 says that I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's not just me saying that to God. That's me recognizing he's fearfully and wonderfully made you. And he's given you certain drives and passions and personality and I don't want to spend our entire marriage trying to change that no. when it's something that that I can benefit from. Because when you're you, I love when you're fully you and you're not in that frustration state. When you're able to express your voice, you lead our family well and you keep me from getting stuck in, mm-hmm. in, in the world I'm in. And I need you to be you. Mm-hmm. Because God's put us together because we're different. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend our marriage... Um, spinning my wheels, trying to make you something you're not, and then that's forcing me to be something I'm not. I, by mm-hmm. by nature, I'm a nurturer, not a nagger. Mm. But my flesh pattern is I can become a nagger if I am not mm-hmm. living out my voice or if I'm not feeling heard or if I'm trying to force you to be me. Yeah, that's good. If this is a concept that has kind of grabbed you today and you're like, man, I, I, think, I think that's part of our issue in our marriage and I, and you'd like to dig into it farther and you'd like to help uh, someone work with you and your spouse in that. Um, we did an ad earlier for our reset intensives. Man, that might be something you want to look into because we can help walk you through this and we'll actually pull in a whiteboard and whiteboard mm-hmm. what this can look like for you and your spouse to live uniquely in your voice and be uniquely you because this can open up massive amounts of freedom in your relationship and can breathe air into your lungs. So if that's something, go to themarriageadventure.com and check out our reset intensives there. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, listen, as always, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, follow us there or on YouTube. You can like and subscribe to that channel and you guys have a great week. Oh.